turned me into a dog. Can you believe this? And you're invited too! Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Saturday Morning Obscurities. I'm your co-host and sister, Melissa. I'm your co-host and brother, Jams. Welcome to the show where every week we talk about uh, an obscure old show you feel like only you remember. Mel, how are you doing today? I am doing fine. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited to talk about today's topic. But before we get into that, we have our first segment of the show, What's New Scooby-Doo? Where we talk about any new media or shows that we've been enjoying recently. Mel, what's new Scooby Doo with you? Just yesterday, I finished watching Our Flag Means Death. Yes. Uh, yes. yes. I've uh, I've watched it uh, one and a half times. I was gonna start. I started it with my roommate, but we didn't finish it. But yeah, I've, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. watched it all the way th- through, and then sowed the seeds among my friends. Like, did you watch this? You should watch this. Did you watch this? Yes. You should watch this. It is t- truly worthwhile. It's yes. so sweet. Like, it's a good comedy. Yes. It's a great romance. <laughs> That's <laughs> its strength. It really is. It's just a, it's, if you don't know, it's about a, like a, an aristocratic man who decides to leave his family behind and go be a pirate, but he's, he's too soft at it. He's not good at it. He doesn't like violence. He doesn't like a, traditional pirate stuff and he's like well what if i be a gentleman pirate uh and then he encounters blackbeard and blackbeard boards his ship and is like what do you mean gentleman pirate you teach me gentleman things and this guy's like will you teach me like fighting things yeah uh and, <laughs> and then they fall in love and that's what the show is yeah and it's really good it's use of uh familiarity with queer subject uh subjects and topics is very nice like, it's very mm-hmm. appropriate. It has a non-binary character, uh, several mm-hmm. openly gay characters. Uh, it's yes. very cool. And just uh, colorful. You know, this isn't like a full cartoon, but there are brightly colored striped shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's a delight to look at. Really charming. I had such a fun time. Yeah. And then I tried to explain the show to our mom. Uh, oh, and our mom, mom had never... <laughs> she... Well, she'd never heard the name Taika Waititi before. Oh, so, okay. So I, so I got to hear her repeat that to herself several times, trying to remember it, which, which was real <laughs> oh, fun. Yeah. <laughs> I'll have to ask her next week if she retained it. If she still remembers who he is. Yeah. Uh, I, I've been uh, on Twitter. I'm on Twitter at Jamswoke, uh, and I've been following the people that make our flag means death, and the actor for Jim of uh, Vico Ortiz, and the actor for uh, Izzy. Khan O'Neill are just pure delights. Like retweeting That's like nice. fan art. Khan O'Neill has done like uh gay romance in previous in previous films, and he's just eating up all this like fan fiction and all these fan art. And Vico Ortiz is just a delight, and I'm gonna watch them and everything else they do. Uh good. But yeah, just just go watch our flag means death. It's so good. It's, it's so gay. <laughs> Yeah, I, I was, I, I'd heard a lot of good things about it. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't, it, like, it does something for, to your heart that I haven't seen other shows do. It's so emotionally yeah. compelling. Uh, just a real sweet time. The tough one is soft for the soft one. Right, the classic! The classic, the classic trope, it works every time! 
Oh yeah, it's it's uh, another thing about the the fandom. It hasn't been greenlit for a season two yet, and everyone is just <sighs> losing their minds because how could you not renew this for a season two? Right. It's like it's maybe not the hugest thing, but everyone that likes the show really likes the show. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I would buy official merch for that if you if you're here if you're listening. HBO Max. Right. <laughs> Do you want to sell us our own tiny models of the revenge? Oh. We'll buy them. Oh yeah. Do you want to sell us our own lighthouse paintings? I would buy any of Mary's paintings. Those were gorgeous. Oh, bless Mary. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go watch our flag queen stuff. It's really mm-hmm. good. And yeah. Mel, you know what's also really good? What? The Princess Diaries movies. Yeah. That's yes. The, that's my what's. What's new? It's my. It's my. Remember how good this is, Scooby Doo. Yeah, uh, I like that idea. I, I just recently was like, I just want to watch something really nice tonight, and I put on the Princess Diaries, and I'm like, fuck, this is such a good movie. And then That's I just a good idea. And then I, I just followed through. Yeah, I followed through, and I watched the sequel too, and it just like a nice like bookend to the to the movies. Uh, but yeah, and it's it's they're just so good. <laughs> Joe mm-hmm. is is wonderful. Uh, uh, what's what's that uh, actress's name? I can always confuse it with others. I don't I don't remember. I don't remember any character names from these movies. I haven't no, like seen actress. them since I was in like middle school. Who's oh no I don't who's Joe? I don't I know the main girl's called Mia. I don't know anybody else's name anymore. Hold on, Anne Hathaway. That's her name. I I always want to say Kira Knightley. And it's just the uh, alliteration stuck in my head uh, to make me think that she's every actor. Uh, (laughs) Anne Hathaway. Chris Pines is in the sequel. Chris Pine. Yeah. It's just, it's really good. (laughs) Joe is the, is is like the the lead security guard who becomes uh, Mia's like chaperone pretty much, like takes her Uh everywhere. And then like in the sequel, there's like a romance between him and uh the queen julie andrews yes yeah and it's it's just it's just nice it's just really nice yeah yeah i'm i'm getting memories coming back to me now i have to watch these yeah. oh after i watched all of our flag means death i i was so hungry for more of anything like it and the mm-hmm. closest i could get was watching muppet treasure island <laughs> you know <laughs> I, like the our love let us here song i just you know just put that in season two what happened to non-binary jim non-binary <laughs> jim's non-binary that's why they call him non-binary jim <laughs> so many jims the most popular pirate name honestly jim beard i hope that's I hope that this show uh, inspires more kids named Steed. I hope Steed comes back <laughs> as a name people have. Steed is the new Daenerys. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if that's a good idea, but I am kind of here for it. Wait till kids, wait till people start naming their kids Blackbeard. <laughs> my child Blackbeard. <laughs> this is my son. Um, Blackbeard McDaniels. <laughs> what a middle name, though. You can go wild with the middle names. <laughs> uh, let's uh, as as much as I love as much as I love talking about gay stuff. Let's talk about some more gay stuff. Do you want to talk about what we're yeah. talking about today? Yes, this week we are talking about the anime Revolutionary Girl Utena, 
which I remember reading about in uh, An America magazine yes. in like 2003, and I thought it looked so cool. And uh, now it's the first time I've ever gotten around to watching it. Really? This was your first watch? Yes. I, I, because you recommended it, I'm like, oh, she must have watched it like uh, when we were kids or like in the interim or something like that. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, it was my first watch through too. What did you think? What are what are your first opinions? Uh, it 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 looks just as cool as I always thought it did. Like I just <laughs> sat there for an hour going, "Dang, this looks cool." Yeah, I did yeah. not know. I I had only the vaguest sense of what the story was that it was this girl who uh, met a prince once and was like, "I should do that. I should be a <laughs> prince and save a save a princess." And yeah. she goes to school. And she, like, fights the student council. (laughs) And the student council, like, if you're the lead duelist, like, if you're the best at sword fighting, you would just have a bride. Like, you just have a girl who you're, like, kind of married to. And then she beats this guy. And then they're like, this bride is yours now. And she's like, what? (laughs) (laughs) It felt a lot like Oron Host Club. I get that, yeah. but But that might just be, like, anime private, like, high school vibes. mm hmm yeah, yeah. I, so that's the loose plot. That's the general sense of the plot that I had going in and then mm. actually watching it. It's all that is in there, but it's much stranger. Yeah. It's kind no, of it's, a surreal show. That Yeah, that's one of the, the categories on the uh, uh, off the Wikipedia. This is a uh, magical girl romance surrealist anime. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, let's talk about some facts, shall we? Shall we? Sh- we shall. We shall. Okay, thank you. Uh, re- <laughs> name of the show. Name of the show. Revolutionary Girl Utena. Is it Utena or Utena? It's U-T-E-N-A. I think it's Utena. Is it Utena? I, Hold on. Uh, well, I, I, I watched the dub because it's easier for me to watch oh. a dub while I'm taking notes. Yeah, and I, they I pronounce say, it as. I should say I watched the sub, so this will be interesting. Oh, so in the in the dub they pronounced it Utena, but I remember reading it in the magazine when I was a kid and thinking it was Utena. Yeah, that's what I thought it was like Utena, like like antenna. Yeah. Hold on, I I gotta look it up now just because I want to make sure. Okay, Utena, but they say Utena. I most characters pronounce it more like Utena. Yeah. Okay, so we will say there is uh, some choices to be made if you go Utna or Utena. Uh, Mel may be an Utna person, and I think I'm an Utena person, but we'll move on accordingly. I, that might be what I just mentally uh, defect to because that's how I've been saying it in my head uh, right. since I was 13. Yeah, I didn't stop to think how to pronounce the character's name when I was watching the show. I was just like, yes, mm. girl with pink hair, go ahead. Keep going. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's get back on facts. We've made it past the show title. Uh, it was created by an art collective called uh, Be Pepes, B-E hyphen P-E, or oh, P-A-P-A-S. Uh, and the manga is written by uh, Chiho Saito. And I think she's also a part of uh, Be Pepes. Yeah, there was. It's I haven't seen like a lot of other stuff that they've done, 
but like the individual people that are part of it, like a script writer that is part of the Pepes, uh, also did like FLCL and also did like Oran Host oh. Club, uh, Redline. Yeah, other like Sailor Moon. They they've done stuff in other departments, but I couldn't find like a list of other stuff they've done. Um, da, 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 da. There were thirty nine total episodes. It ran uh, just in nineteen ninety seven from April to December. Country of origin is Japan. Production company is JC Staff. Uh, JC Staff, you would also know uh, today for making like stuff like Food Wars. Is it wrong to pick up mm. girls in a dungeon? But they've been making stuff since. Like, <laughs> Azamanga Dayo. Did you not know that one? <laughs> no, I've not heard that one. Is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Mel, there's three seasons of this show. And I think what? there might be Did they finally find the answer? I couldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's JC Staff. Let's see. Original channel was TV Tokyo in Japan. Uh, Fly TV in Australia. Uh, and there was a couple different channels it was on in America, but the one we would know is Sci-Fi Channel. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't see it there, but boy, do we know the Sci-Fi Channel is a concept. Boy, do we know it. And in another universe, we may even talk about it, but not today. <laughs> uh, adaptations. Uh, like I said, this is based on a manga. There was, I think, another like, sequel manga released for it. Uh, there was a movie for it that I think was called like The Adolescence of Utena. Uh, there yes. was some light novels. There was a game, a game called Story of the Someday Revolution for the uh, Sega Saturn. Hmm. And there were like four like stage shows. Stage shows are pretty popular for anime. Uh, I was watching the Ace Attorney uh, stage show on YouTube. Wow. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. <laughs> but yeah, those are the facts. Oh, no, we have to talk about the voices. Um. I didn't get down the Japanese voice voice actors because I'm still, I don't know. In the future, if you guys want us to talk about voice actors for uh, origin countries to find out other stuff they voice, mostly it's it's interesting for like us being English speakers recognizing English speaking yes. voices. Uh, but we can talk about Japanese actors in the future. I just it didn't occur to me this time. Mm-hmm. Uh, notable English voice actors for this show. Uh, or for this dub, is Rachel Rachel Lillis voices Utena in the dub. You would also know them for doing uh, uh, Misty and Jesse on Pokemon. Yes. Yeah. And uh, what a range. (laughs) Yes. And uh, Liam O'Brien voices. Oh, he voices like he voices Mamiya Cheetah, who I don't think we meet in these episodes. Unless he's one of the characters that we don't get the name of in these episodes. Um, yeah, one of these the mysterious idea. student council members. Yeah, but you would know Liam O'Brien from, like, Critical Role and, like, tons of anime. Uh, he's, he's the voice of, like, Gara and Naruto. He's a pretty big voice actor. And that's all the facts. And now, let's watch the opening, shall we? Yeah! It is about a minute and a half long. I couldn't find if there was like an English version. I think there's just the Japanese version. So they didn't like redub it with different music. But yeah, let's go ahead. I'm going to play it under us as a bed. And I'm going to hit play in three, two, one, play. Starts out very, 
very anime nineties. <laughs> yes. It's silhouettes, uh, it's roses. Well that's most of what the show's aesthetic is. Uh, the two girls almost kissing. They just float yeah. in the air around each other. Take my revolution. Take it. Oh, uh, the, uh, the classic shot of the cutout of the person walking just pasted against an unrelated background shot. How will I know who this character is if I don't see them walking first? <laughs> they stare at each other in a greenhouse. They lie on a field of autumn leaves and stare at each other. They're in love. <laughs> That's what this opening is about. We've not seen other characters. It's only Utena no, and the Rose Bride Anthe. Now they transform until they're... Here's the other character. Battle clothes? Yeah, here's the student council. They're in the rude floating castle in the sky. We're going to get to all of these. Yeah. And there's the prince. Mm. And then they get armor, and I love this. They, they joust each other. Oh my gosh. Have we even gotten any of this? We haven't gotten to the part where they have horses. I don't even know if they literally get horses, or if these horses are only figurative. And then it ends with just Utena on flowers instead of both her and Anthe. Where'd Anthe go? Where's my Anthe? Yeah, that is the opening. It is. Well, let's talk about these episodes. We watched the first two episodes because uh, I took a look at the episode guide and it looked fairly serialized to me. Uh, so I'm like, let's just do the first two. Let's see how this narrative starts out. So in mm -hmm. episode one, The Rose Bride. This starts with a, a fairy tale prologue told with these uh, like the black silhouettes that have full hair and costuming. But it, like any place you would yeah. see their skin, it's just like flat black, like cutout paper. Yeah, which they, I've seen before on Pokemon. I've yeah. seen that on Pokemon, I think, for similar things. Like if like Misty or Jesse is having a fantasy about what if I left these dumb boys and I like. To, to met a nice pr handsome prince somewhere the same thing that happens here uh yeah it's that same art style that looks like paper cutouts I, I'm, I'm curious I, where in japanese culture where in the culture that, of the world this may come from it might not be a cultural thing it might be an animation saving thing to be like yeah, let's, that's let's true. paint this like a storybook where we don't have to animate things and we can just theorize stuff but we have this uh fairy tale prologue that talks about not utena by name but uh, a young girl who, whose mm -hmm. parents died and she was distraught. And then this prince on a noble white steed came riding along and he met her. And he's like, you're, you've, you're possessed with such a sorrow, but you're, you're also full of strength and nobility. Never lose that. And he gives her this ring with a rose printed on it. And he says, maybe we'll meet again someday. And he rides off. And then this narrator says, perhaps the ring the prince gave her was an engagement ring. This was all well and good, but the girl was so impressed by him that she vowed to become a prince herself one day. Yes. And she did. <laughs> That's the show. We yeah. And then we go to this high school. Uh, all these students are walking on their way to school, and we see this girl. Uh, later we learn her name is Wakaba. Mm -hmm. uh, and she's watching all the students walk by, and she's upset that her boyfriend is late like oh my boyfriend's yeah. supposed to come in and walk me to class and you know my boyfriend's here and not here and i'm gonna have to be late and other girls walk by and hear her say this and they're like your boyfriend no she's not here she already left you're not gonna catch her 
Uh, and then we and then we meet Utena in the weird giant cavernous stone tower that is their school. Yeah, their school is is very interestingly laid out. It's the I mean the buildings are kind of just like in this like hexagon around around the grounds. There is yeah. a huge tower uh, that has a rose on it. Roses are a big theme at the school, which I think is why she mm-hmm. applied here. She's like roses are, have something to do with this. Maybe I'll figure yeah. out where this prince is from. Uh, and beyond this tower, there is like a big, like wide tree that's like short yeah. and stout, and has like doors at the front. Uh, and it's called like, uh, like the it, it's called something later in the show. Like this is where they people go to duel or something like that. Uh, but it's apparently like off limits to the school, which is a waste of a very cool looking tree. Right. <laughs> This this school is one of the surreal things about the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, we yeah. see Utena walking through the school, and Ut- Utena is wearing this rad outfit that is these yeah. little red shorts, and then this like navy kind of military looking blazer with like big epaulets, and then she's got these like cute little black and white shoes, and she's got this flowing pink hair and these giant blue eyes. She's like visually mm-hmm. very striking. Yes. Uh, and she runs into somebody who's not named as the headmistress, but who gives off strong headmistress energy, who's mad yeah. at Utna for wearing that. She's like, why are you wearing a male uniform? And she's like, I like it, even though this is not the uniform of anybody else at the school. This is a male uniform, but it's not this school's male uniform. So yeah. I don't know why she's allowed to walk around in it. I think, well... It, they, they talk about they're in middle school. So maybe it's like ah. the high school's uniform or something and we just don't see it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Maybe this is like a previous uniform that she's just carrying over. Like, no, I know I moved up a grade. I'm still wearing this. I think it's cool. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then we see her uh, playing basketball with some boys in her class. And all these girls are staring at her. They're gawking, they, they, they're like with big eyes, blushing. Like they love her. They worship her. Yes. Uh, and after the game, one of the guys asks her, "Like, why don't you join our team?" And she says, "Excuse you, I'm a girl. I don't want to be covered in boy sweat." And they're like, "You act like a guy anyway, Tanju," which is her last name. Yeah. She says, "That's Miss Tanju to you." And they ask her, <laughs> "Why are you wearing a boy's uniform?" And she says, "To be a prince." I want to be a noble prince at safe princesses. And yeah. I like that they they give you this immediately. This is Utena's uh, identity. Like, she doesn't identify as a boy. She, she identifies as a prince, a, a girl yeah. who is a prince. Yeah. If, if anything, I, she might be, like, I don't know, like, maybe, like, a little bit gender fluid. But, like, she, mm-hmm. just, she just dresses how she wants to dress, and that's fine. Yeah. I, I like that this is a narrative about, like... Take parts of a gender identity of uh, take parts of a gender identity that you like. Like you don't have to take every yeah. thing out of masculinity that you want. If you just want the concept of princeliness, take it. Take that for yourself. Be it. Take it off my hands. I have so many princelinesses. <laughs> we ordered way too many princelinesses. Please take one. Mm-hmm. And we've got all these girls swooning over her and uh, it seems like definitely some of them could have crushes on her, but also in general, oh, yeah. they just think she's cool. <laughs> yeah. They just think she's stylish and strong. Yeah. Aside from like that one, like a uh, uh, teacher who was talking to her about the, her uniform, everyone at yeah. the school either like doesn't 
like care or is all mm-hmm. about it. It's like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't mind if you have a uniform. I, you look great in that uniform. Like, uh-huh. there's no, there's no lower ground. It's middle to good mm-hmm. opinions. Yes, man. Uh, Uten is walking through the school grounds, and she walks by the greenhouse where she sees Anthe, uh, who, who is this rose bride. We will come to know, mm-hmm. and she she sees this uh, this upperclassman sort of approach her, and they get in an argument. And at first, she like rolls her eyes at some lovers' quarrel, mm-hmm. uh, and then he slaps her. He slaps yeah. Anthe, and she's like, "Wait a minute! Don't do that!" Yeah, uh, this but guy, then she doesn't uh, do any. This guy sucks. This guy sucks. Right. He, he does not develop any redeeming qualities. This no. is his one quality. He, ha- he is not given layers. He is not given depth or a second thing to do. He just does this. This, this man does not have layers. He is not an onion. He is a trash can. <laughs> In a bad way. Yeah, yeah. And But Utna doesn't do anything about it. Because uh, Wakaba, that girl we saw at the beginning, uh, jumps up and pounces at her. She, she glomps her. Yeah. Oh, man. I've not heard the word glomp in years, but this is when you use it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Wakaba glomps Utena. <laughs> yeah. Utena was the boyfriend she was referring to at the beginning. I don't get the sense that they're dating. I think she calls uh, Utena her her, bo- her boyfriend sort of as like... It's hard, uh, it's hard to tell in these first two episodes because from, yeah. my, from my perspective... I think it is serious to Wakaba, but Utena still sees it as like, no, you're, don't say that. Like it's you're just you're just saying that to be nice. Uh, but yeah, I I see it kind of coming to a head uh, with Wakaba in the future. Yeah, I I read it as like Wakaba is uh, is shy to express a crush on like anybody else she has in school, and she's really good friends with Utena, and she's like you'll fill the boyfriend role for me. I'm yeah. already friends with you. I don't have to step outside my box. I don't have to get rejected. I'll, I'll just true. call you my boyfriend. <laughs> you are boyfriend now. Deal with it. Yeah. <laughs> but Okaba explains, oh, that guy, that's uh, Seonji. He's on the student council. And that girl's yeah. Anthe. She She's also on the council somehow. Uh, but but Okaba's like, they wouldn't go out together. Seonji wouldn't go out with her. And then Uten is like, you have a crush on this guy? Yeah. We, there's also a moment here where uh, Sayonji, uh, Kyo, I think it's Kyoichi Sayonji uh, with his long green hair, like, go, like goes to slap Anthea again. And yeah. his hand is like stopped in like in mid swing by uh, a different gorgeous guy with long red hair who is uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, Toga uh, Kiryu, Kiryu-chan. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he is a student council president. And uh, Sayonji is vice president. Yes. Uh, and then we see a meeting of the student council. And this is not like a regular student council no. like you would see in your school. These are these, they're wearing these uniforms that maybe all upperclassmen wear. It's not clear. Or they're, they're mm. like special student council uniforms. They're, they look like Sailor Moon villains. Uh, yes. They act like they're, Sailor they're having, Moon villains. Their background is just like clouds and like dark black shapes. Like they yeah. could be having this meeting anywhere. Right. So high up on some floor of the school that there's just sky. You can't see anything else. Exactly. Uh, we meet the student council and they're there to chastise Sayonji. And they're like, yes, you are the top duelist. Uh, you have won Anthe as your bride. But don't treat her however you please. Like you have to be nice to her. 
Yeah. And the council mentions that they have their power given to them by end of world. Yes. Not end, end of world not, capitalized. Yeah. Not the end of the world. End of world. Yeah. End of some world. Some separate entity. He it appears to be a person or yeah, like some like uh club or, or like yeah, an an entity that just sends them letters and tells them what to do. And mm-hmm. this person is not uh in so many words told to be like the head of the school or anything or like the principal yeah but just like an an an, uh ominous uh force that just tells them what to do as student council people yeah i have no idea what the student council does for actual school stuff uh it seems like they can expel people yeah, in the next episode, we see them briefly go to a class, but there's never mentions of studying or homework or grades. Yeah. No, we're here to be fabulous, uh, and that's it. Right, we're here to sword fight. Yeah. Other members of the Stukan that we see are the, uh, we see a, sh- a short blue-haired boy and, like, a curly, like, red-haired girl, but, like, natural red, not, like, garishly red, like uh, Kiryu. Yeah. And yes, yes. I red as think... we know it here on Earth. <laughs> red as we know it. Uh, we don't get their names for these first two episodes. I listened. Uh-huh. I, didn't, I didn't see it. Uh, yeah, they talk about the code of the Rose Seal that allows yeah. uh, for a duel to steal the bride away from Sayonji. And they talk about like a new up-and-comer or something like that. But I don't think they mean Utena. I think they're talking about someone We're... else. I think they mean just in general, like End of World warned them, a new duelist will be here. And they're like, we wonder who that is. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. And then uh, we cut to uh, Wakaba and Utena just kind of like hanging out and like like sitting on the hill and just chilling. And Utena is like talking about her ring, like retelling the story at the beginning. Mm -hmm. And they walk by a group of boys laughing at a bulletin board. And there's a love letter pinned up to the board. And the boys are all just like reading off of it and like laughing. And Utena just kind of forces her way to the front and rips it mm. off the wall. And like, uh, what, uh, what's the word? Uh, the letter is a, a love letter to Sayonji. I don't think it's signed. Yes, uh, we never yeah. hear them read like the name of the person who signed the letter. But Utena rips it off. Like, whoever said, like, this isn't supposed to be public. Like, stop laughing. And whoever wrote this letter, and then she sees Wakaba crying. She realizes, oh, you wrote this letter. Yeah. yeah. You Scold wrote this letter to Sayonji. Hmm. Anyway, go on. Uh, and then Utena goes, she finds Sayonji in like the kendo training facility. She yells at him for, for making that letter public. And mm-hmm. she's like, I'm going to duel you. I don't want to duel you for slapping that girl earlier. I guess I forgot about that. But you humiliated my friend. You publicized this love letter she wrote you. We're going to sword fight. And yeah. he says, I'll meet you after classes in the arena forest. And she the arena says, forest. you mean the one no one is allowed into? Yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, this school has an arena in a forest slash yeah. a forest inside an arena uh and nobody's allowed to go in no <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah. that's our decorative it's arena for, like, right it's not only for like special classes or something like nope. in harry potter like there's the forbidden forest but you still go in it sometimes yeah no nobody ever goes in this <laughs> this is for no one this is just part of the school and you need to respect that 
<laughs> before we cut to the arena, there's like a scene of like shadows on the wall, like these two girls whose shadows look like yes. puppets because their faces don't change expression. Uh, and they just seem like very well, high, high well, tea. Yeah, we don't see their faces because they are silhouettes. Like we are just looking at whoever these girls are, they're off screen and we're looking only at their shadows projected onto a wall of, of some fancy interior building of the school we can only presume. And they operate like this Greek chorus kind of commenting on Utena's yeah. actions. And we don't know where they exist or how they know what's going on, but they're just posing around and they're like, there are rules in the forest. Do you know what they are? Yeah, they're, they're just kind of like, yeah, talking to each other, like Statler and Waldorfing each other, uh, but with like Percy laughs and, instead of uh, ho-ho-hos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, we, we cut into the uh, arena that night and there's a big door uh, with a lot of like white marble and like uh, statues and water all around. Mm-hmm. And Utena like goes to pull the door and like, oh, I can't get this. It's locked. How do you open this? And a water droplet comes out of the door where the handle is and like hits her ring and then it glows. Mm. And then all this water starts pouring out from the top of this structure. And it's, it's a very gorgeous uh, uh, sequence. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, it just it changes the structure of the door, turns it into this weird like bird statue into a big rose. Uh, and Utena's like, what, what's up with this door? Why'd it do that? Yeah. Uh, so she walks up a giant st- spiral staircase in a yeah. void. Uh, just keeps walking. There's no background. Just, just stairs. Climbs no. up stairs. No, I have to talk about this music. Did you? Yes, please did, do. Please did do. your music have subtitles? Because mine did. Mine did not. Okay. Allow, allow me to read what this please, music thank is happening. Please, so as she's ascending the staircase, th- we hear like a very lovely woman's voice, like singing for the song, the absolute destiny apocalypse a couple <laughs> times. And then it, it sings this birth records, baptismal records, records of death, a shining place in a desert of darkness, a gold plated Shangri-La day and wow. night turning back on one another, a time plated Paradise lost. The darkness of Sodom, the darkness of light. The darkness of distance, the endless darkness. The absolute destiny apocalypse. The absolute destiny apocalyptic darkness. Oh my god. And the amount of lyrics you just read. Picture in your mind how long Utena is climbing stairs for all those lyrics to be sang. Yeah, this is some like Kingdom Hearts shit. This is Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Uh. Uh, when she gets up to the top of the stairs, she looks up and there's a floating, there's a castle floating over her, but upside down. Like the yeah. turrets are pointing down at her. And she's like, weird. I didn't see this earlier. <laughs> and then Seonji steps out and says, it's a type of mirage. You can just think of it like a trick of the light. Yeah. And they uh, kind of pull back at the camera, and this spiral staircase just kind of goes up into the sky, even though they're in a structure, and there's just clouds and, like, bells around them, Uh, and and yeah, this weird, colorful floating castle with, like, lights on the tips of the towers, it's like, it's like a weird, like, concert arena, but, like, magical and abstract. 
But yeah, it's it's a weird setup. And then, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, uh, Seonji explains everything. And then they kind of like st- make their marks getting ready for the duel. Utena has like a wooden like Boken sword. And yeah. Anthony will, Anthony walks up. Uh, I keep almost saying Anthony. It's not Anthony. It's Anthony. <laughs> Anthony walks up. I, I want to talk about what Anthony's wearing because Anthony sure. also looks rad. Anthony's got, she's got darker skin and this like short curly purple hair and these big glasses. I love the glasses. Mm-hmm. And uh, when she's part of these student council ceremonies, she's wearing this red dress with this like long flowing red skirt and then like a sleeveless sort of also kind of military looking blazer jacket over it with epaulets and mm-hmm. then uh, detached cuffs, just cuffs on her <laughs> wrist while wearing yeah. a sleeveless number. I love it. You never see detached cuffs outside of like a Chippendale or a Playboy <laughs> bunny or something. I want to see them in more contexts. That's fair. They're they're hard to pull off, but you know it's summer. This this is the era of detached cops. <laughs> Anthony can pull it off. Yeah, if Anthony could, if Anthony, if Anthony can do it, so can you. Uh, but yeah, she walks up and she places a rose in each of their like front pockets. It looks like it kind of like uh-huh. clip. It looks like a full rose, but it looks like it clips on. Um, and she explains that if it's knocked off you lose the duel and that's that's their mm-hmm. uh, that's their rule and she's like all right she explains this to a tenant she says good luck and then Sionji, the absolute shitbag that he is kind of walks up yeah. and slaps the shit out of her again like knocks yeah. her to the ground uh and is like why won't you tell me good luck i'm your betrothed and Utena like immediately like, gets down and makes sure she's okay, and is like looking at her yeah. eyes, and then glares daggers at uh, Sionji. Mm-hmm. Uh, then then Anthe does a spell. <laughs> yeah, just straight up magic. <laughs> yeah, like a ball of light comes out of her chest. We don't know how she does this. No, but this is part of the dual ceremony. Uh, she says something. I for, I I didn't write down what she says, but you know it's something like the, uh, the power says, of, of revolution and destiny she, in an apocalypse. <laughs> she says, "Power of Dios that sleeps within me. Heed your master and come forth." And then, okay, Sionji like grabs a sword that appears in her chest and pulls it right. out as the blade is glowing. She- yeah, she kind of like half falls over, half like he puts an arm like, behind her and like dips her. Yeah, it's a and dip. then pulls the sword out of her chest. Yeah, it's not gruesome. It looks like it just comes out of her like a ghost. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and he says something about like I will use this tool to be a revolutionary kind of deal. Yes, that's what it is. Uh, yeah. And and Utna just brought her wooden kendo sword. Yeah, grant me the power to bring the world revolution. I did take. I did write it down. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for writing this part down. Yeah. Uh, so Utna just has her wooden sword, and she's like, I wasn't prepared for this, but okay. Uh, there, there's more, th- th- more weird music. Uh, right. <laughs> yeah. The music starts up again, and it's it's a woman's voice saying, when, where, who, which? And it does that over and over again. And I'm watching on the subs, wow. and the music text keeps coming through while they're talking texts on top. And I'm like, I have to oh, give no. up. I, I, can't, I, can't, I can't keep t- taking notes on this. Uh, wow. 
See, I, I watch the dubs and there's no subtitles for anything. There's a couple parts where there's like focus on text on the screen right. that I'm certain must be important. But no, I don't get subtitles for that. Don't get subtitles for songs. Yep. But yeah, the, the duel starts and they're, you know, Utena's like doing a pretty good job for yeah. going up against like the head of the Kendo Society or what have you. But yeah, she's holding her own until uh, Sionji, using a real fucking sword, slices <laughs> down the uh, the kendo stick down to like maybe having like a little like six inch yeah. nub at the end. But Utena doesn't care. She still like squares up, and then they do mm. the thing where they run past each other, and it's like a black flash, and you don't see what happens until something does happen. Uh, and Sayonji kind of like limps forward and like reveals that the petals have fallen off of his rose. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has lost the duel and he kind of crumples to the ground. Yeah. And Anthony looks at him and says, Oh, you seem upset, Sayonji. Classmate. Classmate, senpai. Yes. <laughs> and, it, and it breaks him. And he's like, Senpai, I was betrothed. <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to Utna just like oh, before we cut to that we see someone has been watching the duel oh yeah from far away on like one of these areas where the bells were ringing we see Kiryu-chan with his like red hair holding up like opera glasses watching everything happen yes and here's what here's what he says in the sub he says she's from the Ad- academy's middle school oh yes baby you've lit the fire to my heart and I I, I don't I think th- I don't. For one, I don't think that's appropriate because it's middle school. Uh, two yeah. is I guess this is setting up like a weird like love triangle where he's going to be interested in Utena and Anthony's going to or Anthony. I'm going to keep saying Anthony. Anthony's going to be <laughs> uh, interested in uh, Utena and Wakab is interested in Utena. I guess it's not a triangle as much as it is a many pointed star, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's a line like that in in the in the dub, and I read it more as like, "Oh, look, aren't you exciting? You, I'm happy like somebody got that guy off of his perch. Like you're that's, really shaking things up around here. That's a lot better. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, um, Utena's is walking home and just like, what the <laughs> hell just happened? <laughs> right? Yeah, she's just like, this was weird. What was all that? Yeah, not thinking about like the the giant stairs and the floating castle and the girl who has a, a light orb and then a whole sword come out of her chest, uh, and then and then Anthe is there waiting for her on the path back, and she says, "From this day, I belong to you." Yeah, she's uh, like, "I'm your flower now." Yeah, I love the weird dream logic that this show operates on. Mm-hmm. That you like. Your school has a forest, and you go in the forest, and you climb upstairs, and there's a castle floating over you upside down, and you're going to sword fight this guy who, like, made fun of your friend in class, and then you beat him, and then you have a wife. You have to be (laughs) responsible for this wife now. (laughs) You got to walk it and feed it. (laughs) Yeah, and you still Uh, have math tomorrow. Right? You're still in school. Yeah. Uh, after the credits, there is one of those end of episode previews 
mm-hmm. that animes do that I always enjoy with the characters like narrating over the clips you're going to see. Yeah. Uh, and it is you know, being like, did I sword fought this guy and, and, and now I have this this girl and, and uh, like I have to fight him again and, and what? And, and then it ends with Anthe just ominously whispering at the end of this, the absolute destiny apocalypse. <laughs> that's it final line and she says yeah. it at the end of next episode's preview too so no matter what happens no matter what upcoming conflict Utna's worried about this is all Anthony has to say just keep the absolute destiny apocalypse right <laughs> this is not a halfsies destiny apocalypse whatever <laughs> one of those is we're absolute. doing it a hundred percent if you're gonna do an absolute if you're gonna do a destiny apocalypse you're going to do it absolutely. <laughs> Episode two, For Whom the Rose Smiles. Yes. Uh, we start with, I think, r- the same footage from episode one, the same animation of just students walking to school. Yeah. Utna walks up. Uh, a trio of girls blush at her and fawn over her like she's Gaston. <laughs> I, I love it. Uh, <laughs> it's great. <laughs> right. Oh. What if it's... What if, Gaston was just like a cool girl in a blazer with a sword. That's an anime for this kind of era, and I'm here for it. Uh, yeah. We we cut to the classrooms. Did you see the chairs these students sit in? Yes! Yes! They're like <laughs> stools. Uh, but And they've got like a pointy back, like a they've red a back menacing. on them. That, right. It looks like they're sitting on like intimidating like decorative chess pieces like the yeah. chess set you buy not to play with but just to put on a very austere bookshelf yeah and then point to your like your aunt and be like i own that yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah yeah these chairs are like red and like pointy it, it's it was very very weird uh but yeah mm-hmm. it's just like a regular day at school utena is kind of like worried about Wakaba, she has a flashback to what happened mm. in yesterday's episode. Yesterday's episode. In the episode before what yeah. we just talked about. <laughs> and she's like, I hope she's okay. And she's Wakaba's sitting there like silently reading a book and Utina like can't get her to like look up from the book and just kinda like walks past her. Uh mm. and she Utina had asked what kind of book you're reading and she didn't answer and she walks past and then Wakaba just kinda holds the book up and it's like it's the story about uh, a girl who confesses her love and gets crushed and then meets someone new and then they hit it off and get married. And she's just like, that's going to be you, Tina. You're my bounce back, babe. <laughs> right. Like, I always have you, Tina. So I'm just going to make you my, my everything. You're going to fill the roles of best friend and boyfriend for me, okay? Yeah. And she glomps her again. <laughs> Uh, and then we cut to a student council meeting and mm-hmm. the animation we see is us like going up an elevator and then we see the uh, couple of the student council members sitting around playing cards. I need to read you the voiceover that they say. This is some, okay. I think they're reading a letter that End of World sent them. Mm-hmm. And the letter goes, if it cannot break out of its shell, the chick will die without being born. We are the chicken. The world is our egg. If we don't crack the world shell, we will die without truly being born. Smash the world shell for the revolution of the world. Anyway, do you have any eights? <laughs> <laughs> we get, we got that while they were doing the uh, the elevator. So I thought that was just them like 
having a <laughs> mantra to themselves. And not, I didn't realize that was the letter from End of World. I think that's what it is. Yeah, End of World, you know, for an entity named End of World, yeah, they send you weird metaphorical letters. And the <laughs> councils sit around and play cards, and they're like, all I right, we got to crack the world shell, I guess. Yeah, how do I unsubscribe from this chain letter? <laughs> I didn't sign up for Kingdom Hearts Weekly. <laughs> uh, and I don't even know what else they do in the scene uh, besides read that letter. Because the next note I wrote is Utena and Wakaba are walking around holding hands, swinging yeah. hands around, which is cute. I think they just talk about like the duel and be like, oh, that sucks. Yeah. That's the way you lost the pride. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The, the spell's trouble. <laughs> I guess that's why I didn't write it down. I'm like, ah, this is what we saw last week. Uh, oh, they talk Wakaba about how... They talk about how End of World introduced them to the floating castle and to Rose Duels. Wow. So End of World kind of like uh, puppeteered the student council finding out about the Rose Bride, I guess, and about how to get into the uh, the arena and how Rose Duels work. I think I was still recovering from the chicken and the egg bit and the <laughs> fact that this cuts to them just sitting around playing cards. They're like, yeah. I've lost any ability to pay attention. I gotta, Sorry. I, I, gotta, I gotta recover from this. Thank you for your diligence in taking notes. Sure. So yeah, yeah, next thing I have is uh, Utena and Wakaba holding hands. And Wakaba's upset that they are they got assigned to separate dorm rooms. This mm-hmm. is like the second day of school, and I guess they're just now finding out where they live. So I don't know what they did the <laughs> night before. I don't know uh, if this is like the second day of school. I think this might be mid-semester. <laughs> There's no inc- yeah. inclination that this is the first day at school kind of stuff. It, yeah. Again, we're dream logic. There's no sense of, of time that you true. really get. Yeah. I don't know when and where we are. They could be in their ninth year of middle school for all we know. <laughs> uh, yeah. They're, they're in separate rooms and Utena mentions, oh, yeah, the student council normally assigns dorm rooms, which is wild. Uh, and... Utena is getting a single room in like an older building. Wakaba teases her because she's got, I think, like a shared room in a newer building. So she's like, oh, I won't have to do as much cleaning as you'll have to do. Uh, And she says, well, well, come by and visit me if you get sick of your haunted house. (laughs) So Utena goes to this sort of like uh, mansion. It looks like a very nice, large kind of mansion-y house. This is one of the dormitory buildings. She goes to her room and and then I think there was like a commercial break awkwardly inserted in the middle of the scene. So I, I think I missed something. Hmm. Uh, but she walks into her room and Anthe is there and she's already cleaned oh, you, the whole thing up. You did miss something. Uh, so the whole building is empty and she's like kind of walking around like there's no one here. I got I did get assigned right. to yes. like a ghost yes. house. And then she opens the door in the animation. She opens the door and like the room is like completely like derelict furniture's broken yes. there's houses there's holes in the wall and there's like just like a mouse front and center uh and then she just kind of like snaps out of it and that was a daydream and then she opens the okay door. okay that's what that because i remember seeing that and then it cut to commercial and then when it comes back i'm like this doesn't seem like it matches up with what i saw before i don't know what that was okay yeah. it was it was a dream yeah, Anthe's there. Uh, they have a cute little room with bunk beds. Yeah. Uh, and Anthe's cleaned it all up for her. And, and it looks like this is one of those things that, like, I wish I had subtitles for. It looks like there's a, a placard on the wall outside the door 
that mm-hmm. probably has Utena's name on it, and Anthe yes. has just written her name on the wall next yeah. to Utena's name. Yeah, yeah. There's like a little square plaque where they slid in Utena's name, and then yeah, Anthony yeah. just like took like a, a sharpie and just <laughs> extended that square down and wrote her name in it. Yeah. Yeah, and she's like, uh, "I live here. Uh, I wanted to get the whole place cleaned up for you because we're wives now." Uh, and <laughs> well, they're betrothed. Utena's kind of yes. <laughs> Right. Yeah, it's the Rose Bride, not the Rose Wife. You're you're yeah, right. There isn't there a go. wedding ceremony. Uh, I don't know if they're registered anywhere. <laughs> uh, they sit down. Odin is very overwhelmed by all of this. And she's like, okay, first question. What's with the Mirage Castle and the Trick Sword? And Anthony just says, mysteries. And is like, <laughs> mysteries? You mean you don't know either? Yeah. And they're sitting there having tea, and then uh, Anthe's like, well, you know, I'm happy that we're, we're here in this room, and she refers to an us, and Utna's like, who's us? And Anthe's like, well, me and my friend. And down on the table, like, among their china set is this tiny purple monkey with, like, huge yeah. ears and a tie. Yeah. This is a, a small burst. A, this is a small business monkey. This is, yeah, this guy, there he is. Uh, yeah, he's, his ears are as big as his head. He's got like yes. a little gold earring. I wrote him down as a monkey mouse. Uh, and yeah, yeah, he's just got yeah. like a really nice professional tie. God, right. <laughs> and Anthony says, this is Choo Choo. My friend Choo Choo. You know Choo Choo. Yeah, and Utna says, your pet? And Anthony says, no, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Which is very cute, but not as cute as it is mysterious. <laughs> like, I don't know what this means. I don't know who this creature is. Have you, have you met them? Why they're at school with you? Yeah. Otina immediately becomes friend with Choo Choo as well, as yeah. she kind of helps him swallow a lot of food he ate by giving him a spoonful of tea. Uh, and it's oh. very, very cute. And they're like, great to meet you, Choo Choo. We're, we're friends now. Uh Yes. But yeah, Anthe talks about how Utena's like seal ring marks her and the other members of the student council as duelists. And since yeah. she beat Seonji, she'll be challenged by more duelists now trying to win the Rose Bride. It's Scott Pilgrim logic. Oh, yes. But Utena's like, I don't want to duel anyone anymore. I just did that because they picked on my friend. It's I mean, it's I'm glad I got you away from that guy. But it's, this isn't none of my problem. Um, yeah, she's like, my my business is done. I, I just want to go to school. Yeah, exactly. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Sionji is practicing him swordplay, and he's like super frustrated. And Kier just mm. kind of appears and is like, that sucked, didn't it? You got your ass handed to you. <laughs> and this is just the scene of Sionji like, it never again. I'll get, I'll win her back. And he do- he tries to. He confronts Anthe in front of the drone building that night. And he just says, like, why won't you do what I say anymore? And Anthony's like, well, you're not my husband, like my my husband to be anymore. You saw what happened. You lost the duel. Mm-hmm. I belong to Atena now. And again, yeah, see- absolute trash monster slaps her again, knocks to the ground. Yeah, I he, he's, he, he was flaunting these rules that says I'm the top duelist. I get the Rose Bride. And then he loses. And he's like why is she still my bride and she's like somebody beat you i'm with her now exactly 
We also, uh, and before this, there was a small bit where Uten is sitting in this uh, dormitory's big dining room alone. Oh, And again, yeah. she's like, are me and Anthony the only people who live here? Yeah, I think it is true. I I thought it was going to be something like, uh, as she beats duelists, they live with them too, and it becomes a found family. Oh, Oh, I like that idea that this is just the top duelist house and nobody else is high enough in the brackets. Yeah, I, I, I want that to be the case. Uh, I but, like that. And I also like these two girls in this business monkey just living alone in a yeah. mansion. <laughs> uh, but yeah, speaking of business monkey, he, he comes and he uh, pull, pulls on Utena's like shirt. He's like, come on. Mm. He does like a little courage explanation. And, and yeah. says, come on, something's happening. And after Anthony gets uh, rudely slapped again, Utena's just like in the doorway and Choo Choo's there with like a fork at the ready. Right. Uh, And They will fight to defend Anthony. Yeah. Utena immediately goes to make sure Anthony's okay, which she always does and I love. Yeah. Uh, And then (laughs) Choo Choo just charges and Zionchi just kind of like steps on him and squishes him like a plush. And he's just kind of like stuck <laughs> under his foot for the rest of this conversation. But yeah, he, he challenges Utena again. And Utena is like, I don't want to. And then he brings up that uh, student council has the power to expel people if they don't ex- yeah. accept this duel. And she's like, all right, okay, I'll do it. And then after he leaves, uh, she says to Anthony, like, I'll just lose on purpose. I don't want to do this anyway. And, and yeah. Choo Choo's fine. He's he. Has like a shoe mark on him, and he's full yeah. of rage now. <laughs> then we see that weird Greek chorus silhouettes. Uh, yeah. Now they're dressed as as like cowgirls in silhouette. They have like fringed vests and hats. And again, they do the same. Do you know? Do you know? Do, you're coming up for a challenge, Utena. This is going to be hard. Do you know? Mm-hmm. And they, they talk about like, oh, lose on purpose, lose on purpose. I think you'll find that harder than you think. I wonder, I wonder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, there's more. Uh, we, we cut back to the arena and it's it's reused animation. It's more water and absolute yes. destiny apocalypse. Uh, <laughs> the same song happens there's... again. I think it changes a little bit, but I didn't write it down. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, they reuse the animation and we're back where we were yes, yes, yesterday in the last episode which uh, seems like it could be yesterday like in the narrative of the show i, I, I watched this today too. i don't know why i'm saying yesterday there's also a brief transformation sequence now where anthe does that same magic ball thing and yeah. it adds bits onto utina's outfit like when uh, sailor moon was already in her like princess serenity dress and then mm-hmm. she would like transform again and it would give her like barrettes uh, and yeah. like sleeve puffs it's like that like Utena's outfit gets like i don't know an extra you know epaulette or some gold braiding or a frill here or there yeah she gets like frills uh, and, in her skirt yeah she looks cool she's ready for battle she's got those frills now and then they do that ceremony mm-hmm. where she like dips anthe and pulls the sword out of her chest yeah like Utena's already accepted i guess this is what i i do now yeah, she automatically says the the phrase too, like it's like it's the Power Rangers, and you just got your morpher, and you automatically know what to say. <laughs> oh, and the student council president is still watching from afar with his opera glasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the the duel begins, and the music is different. 
Uh, this time they're singing about evolutionaries in and Latin names, and I don't know why. <laughs> but yeah, and he he says in the mid duel, Sayonji says, "Now I'll show you my true power," and then he just kicks her, <laughs> and she goes why? just rolling down the uh, down the field. And uh, in this moment, Utenda's like about to lose for real. Like she, I thought she was gonna like throw it right away, and then realize she couldn't. Yeah. Otherwise, Anthony would be in danger again. Yeah, but she doesn't. <laughs> she she just kind of like <laughs> holds her own and like fights the fight. And yeah, she's about to be get her ass kicked, and her ring starts to glow. And yeah, we, we cut up to the 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 castle. And we see a ghost of the prince. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But we, we see more details to him. He looks like he's related to Anthe in some way. Yes. He has the same hair and the same skin tone. And mm. he just kind of like shoots down. He shoots down and like goes to like embrace Utena, who's like crouched down. And mm-hmm. a little white flower comes up in the middle of the screen and I thought, oh, yeah. this is like a transition flower, but it just kind of stays there and like censors whatever's happening. And then it goes yes. away and Utena stands up and I'm like, I don't know what just happened. Right. And it doesn't seem like it. And it happens again in a couple minutes. And yeah. then it's like stuck over like a strike. And, you know, like they're just fighting to knock the flower off each other's chest. So it's not yeah. like there's any bloodshed. So there's no. not like a, a wound that this is censoring. And here it's like, yeah, yeah, nobody's nude. I don't. What? What is this over? Why? Is it okay? Is it indecent for ghosts to possess someone? Oh, maybe. Like to the ghost's point of view, like oh, oh my god, you just went in that person. You weren't even wearing a rubber. Like, get a room. Get a room. Get, <laughs> get a haunted ghost. house. Get a host. Get a ghost hotel. <laughs> my God. Uh, but yeah, the ghost of the prince just kind of like shoomps into her and she stands up yeah. and her like facial, ex- facial expression is different and more serious. And she like readies a pose. And yeah, they do again that like strike and you don't see what happens except that flower is there. And then as they're standing still in place waiting for whatever happens to happen, uh, the ghost kind of like falls off of Utena and it's animated in like striking like blues and reds. It's really cool. And Utena just kind of like snaps out of it like what just happened. And Sayonji falls again. <laughs> he Yeah. He is at a loss, literally. He is 2-0 or 0-2. And they just kind of like cut away from this. Like uh, Sayonji <laughs> loses. Kiryu is like walk- watching and he's like, this is, this is getting fun. He lost again. Uh, yeah. And back at the dorm, Utena mm-hmm. is just kind of like lost in thought and is like staring at this piece of cake, this like whole cake, uh, and is holding <laughs> Choo Choo back with one finger as it's trying to mm-hmm. run into the cake. And then she lets go and he just dive bombs into the cake. And Anthe kind of like walks in and asks why she didn't lose on purpose. And Utena says, I couldn't, lo- I couldn't let Sionji tease Choo Choo. Uh, he would yeah. he would he would be a bad friend to this little guy and Andy just kind of yeah. like smiles at that and that's it that's the end yeah we get uh we get another teaser we get a teaser for Anthony being invited to become dance party queen but it's a trap <laughs> uh oh and yeah that's that's what the next episode would be I I, I had a great time yeah I I, I, 
I, I had a great time watching these. Yeah, I'm really on board well, with gay anime surrealism, it turns out. Yeah. It's, I, and this is something I was reading about in the Wikipedia, is that a lot of things in the show are ambiguous or like they're revealed through symbolism. Mm-hmm. The whole thing does feel very surreal. Just the fact where there's like, the school doesn't make sense. It barely functions as a school. <laughs> Why is your student council set up like this? Why do you have a floating upside down castle? Why does an orb come out of Anthe's chest down to like just the kind of ambiguity so far of like the Utena and Wakaba dynamic where there's a couple different ways you can read that. You don't know what it's going to develop into. Mm-hmm. I, I am intrigued at where the show is going to go. Like yeah. I, the opening credits very romantic. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just Utena and Anthe gazing at each other. And at the end of this episode, like uh Anthe very clearly loves Utena, which yes. everybody does. No surprise. Utena's uh hot girl in school. Mm-hmm. But and Utena's like, Did you like her? Like I don't I don't want harm to come to her. I guess it's better if she's my bride than anybody else's, but like she's not yeah. crushing back on her yet. I'm I'm when guessing does that that's happen? like I'm yeah, I'm guessing that's feelings that kind of develop as the show goes on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to to quote Anthe, mysteries. Mysteries. I like how many mysteries there are in the show. How much is, uh, how much groundwork is laid for you're going to have to see how this thing happens. We're only giving you little hints now. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, this show is a blast. Uh, and definitely something to like, maybe like put on and watch with friends because of how like weird and buck wild it is. Uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, highly recommend. I'll probably go back and, and, uh, put some on, uh, and try and watch more of this show. Yeah. At the very least, you got to Google this. Just look at oh, them. Yeah. Look at these character designs. Everybody looks great. Mm-hmm. It's it's very like, kind of like clamp, almost very clamp manga. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just gorgeous. There's a lot of attention put into like the animated, like visual effects. The water looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, it, like I said earlier, like that ghost sequence was awesome. Yeah, it's it's a very visually stunning show and very queer, and I'm here for it. Yeah, but yeah, thank uh, thank you guys for letting us uh, letting us get excited about cool queer uh, animation yes. content for June. It was been it it has been a fun month. Yeah, uh, this isn't to say we will never talk about queer stuff again. I mm-hmm. almost certainly promise that. Uh, that this is not bound to the month of june but a a delightful treat to have any time yeah mel thank you so much for recommending the show it was wonderful thank you for enjoying it with me thank you thank you next time it will be around i think the 9th of july which is pretty close to Mm -hmm. my birthday on the second so i am going to take a take a little treat for jams if i may uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to pick something that is a show that's very close to my heart uh, and we're going to watch a couple episodes of the, out of that for our next episode next time we're watching Green Lantern the animated series oh nice I yep. have seen all of this before uh, we covered it on one of my other podcasts but it is it is worth a revisit I am excited let's get green I think maybe we'll do we're going to do it at least definitely Blue Hope because I'm a big Blue Lantern Corps fan. Uh, and yes. then maybe we'll do 
I don't know, maybe maybe the second or third episode. It's something something meat and potatoes about the show. Oh, uh, it's so yeah. it's, it's such a good show, and it should have been uh, made mm-hmm. longer. It should have been renewed. But yeah, look out for that next time. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, if you would like to help support the show, you can find anywhere where you can leave a review for the show on whatever podcatcher you use. Leave a five-star review or the highest review you can. Say something nice. We'd appreciate it. And send us a screenshot of that, and we'll read it on the show. Uh, but leaving mm-hmm. reviews like that helps the show. It helps people find the show, and it, it just kind of like just kind of like blows up our spot for a bit, and we love it. Uh, <laughs> so, and if you'd like to inquire about being a guest on the show or like recommend stuff for us to watch, uh, you can email us SaturdayMOPod at gmail dot com, or you can tweet us at SaturdayMOPod. If you would like to recommend uh, queer content for us to watch next time. Uh, please, we would love to. We w- we were thinking about a couple different ideas, but we could always use more. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Uh, if you'd like to talk to me on Twitter, I am at Jams Wilk. Mel? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at WilkyBit. That's W-I-L-K-Y-W-I-T. And listen to my other podcasts with the Whatnots. That's Whatnot spelled like astronaut. This is my network of shows. Uh, there's the Review Show, which is a weekly book club style media discussion show. This is why I watched Our Flag Means Death. I would have watched it eventually on my own time, but we just recorded an episode about it earlier today that you can listen to now. A couple years ago, we did an episode on Green Lantern, the animated series. Every week it's a different season of a TV show or a movie or a couple volumes of a comic or a manga. So listen for that and listen to our weekly off-topic nonsense chat show, uh, The Captain's Log. Right now, as we're recording this, uh, my co-host Kyle is going through episode by episode every can of alcoholic Mountain Dew. Every episode, he pops open a new flavor of hard Mountain Dew and describes it to me. (laughs) How is that going so far? Uh, The cans are cool for me to look at. I can't taste them. (laughs) I can't. We can't even get them here. That's not even available in every state. He can get it in Oklahoma. We can't get it in Missouri. So I couldn't play along if I tried. He needs to mail that to us. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that, right? You can just mail alcohol, right? <laughs> Definitely go check those out. Thank you guys again so much for listening. This was a blast. And we will see you guys next time. Relax. Kick back. It's Saturday. It's Saturday. And it's queer. Funny coincidence, huh? Us two being roommates? You've really cleaned this place up. Sorry you had to do it all yourself, Anthe. I wanted to get it finished for you by nightfall. But they uh, only just announced the dorm assignments, right? Our getting the same room isn't just a coincidence. It's always been the rules of the Rose Seal. Huh? It's because I'm the Rose Bride. Bride, huh? I must be engaged to whichever student council member is the current duelist champion. Are you sure? <laughs>